it's because you get to the point where you feel like you have nothing left to learn or that the profs can't teach you anything else and that the only way you're going to continue to learn is by getting a job and working in the industry and that i mean you could tell that there's certain um peers that we had in in our cohort that had much larger egos than others yeah and and i'm saying that and i'll be the first to say that i'll quite confident in my skills but i Mm -hmm. intend to not be a cocky person it can be interpreted as that sometimes 100 percent. i'm not disregarding that but i'm confident in what i can do and i'm very confident about myself um and other people can be that way too but if they if you feel like i'm confident in my skills no one else here can teach anything to me that's where they start to backslide and they're like, Oh no, digital sketching is the future. I'm only going to digital sketch. And you know, those people just don't end up doing very well. No. Cause they, they forget how to sketch. They need perspective help to draw a cube or <laughs> any other project that they do becomes a cube. And whether they stick together or you put stuff in it or nothing of substance comes from it. Cause you feel like you feel like you have, all the knowledge you can gain from the situation that what you do is best simply because you feel you have learned the most, which is just a flawed way of thinking. And that's when you let your ego get in the way of you learning. Yeah. I think learning should be a completely egoless thing, experience. Yeah, it's a never-ending thing either. You never get to the point where you're like, I'm, I've, I've completed learning. I'm no done one, with it. No I've one completed ever it. it. It's like, no, bro. Like, it's usually sketching, right? Because you think you're good and then you try to draw one thing and then you absolutely botch it and you're like, oh, okay. Fuck. Cordless, cordless drill is. Uh... <laughs> I didn't say, I'm not as good as I thought, apparently, because I can't draw this cordless drill, which. Cordless drills are hard. Cordless drills are not easy. It's. it's no. Anything with a fucking handle like that's tricky because. You're dealing with something that's very curvy, obviously ergonomic, but in perspective, it's tricky. And then you got all the it ellipses is. and stuff. And not a fan of those. It's not. I don't think I could draw one right now. No, me neither. You know, again, it's been a while since I've done like product sketching. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been slack on the sketching, but it's been even longer that I've done product sketching because of being in auto. So like picking up that's a true. pen and sketching a car real quick, I can do a a cool little gestural one that I still think is half decent, but like a cordless drill, I don't fuck. I'd have to do some old school practice on some product style things. Start mapping out. I had to do it at work the other day because I panicked. I had, I had a moment of panic where I was like, fuck, am I like, can I not not draw a product anymore? Like maybe like <gasps> if I try to draw like a construction box and do something, I'm going to be hopeless. So I did the little mouse test. Okay. Yep. You know, when we drew the little mouse and I drew it and it was totally fine. I was like, okay. Okay, good. I was like, okay. You good, still got good. that. I was that's, like, that's, that's the base. I was skill. fine. I, I know the learnings. That's fine. That's fine. You but can, at least now it's like, if, if avoid that now. If I'm out of practice and I can't draw it, at least my knowledge of it now, like I know how to 
figure out how to draw it or I know how to set up the mm-hmm. boxes mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how to get there. Yeah. Right. So even if it wasn't great, I could get the perspective pretty close, you know? And that's, a, that's also a hard thing to do. Like I remember this is, this is, this is a long time ago. This is an experience from third year, uh, third year, third year when I was also TAing for VizCom, but as a student and not as a right. professional. Um, and students used to be able to book appointments online right. through like the peer tutoring thing. Um, and there was this one student, she's not in the program anymore. I believe she left after the first year. Um, but she, and this is in the first semester, this is maybe mid-October, early November. Um, and she booked an appointment, uh, 45 minutes, half an hour or something like that to go over some stuff in her sketchbook for that week and the sketching assignment. I'm like, cool. We can like hundred percent. Let's do it. Uh, I think we met in the shop, like in where Sean teaches now where we had model making. Um, cause there was no class at the time we had our sketchbook. I had a stack of paper. I had pens and everything. We were ready to go. And we sat down and, um, like looking at the sketches that she had done so we could see basically I, what I would do in this case is I looked at what she had done and I said, okay, where were your challenges and what, what don't you understand currently and what do you understand? So I can have an idea of where you're at. And then this is how I would approach it. And you let me know, like, as we're going through it, I'm going to basically prompt you with questions like, and it's, I have, to, in that case, I had to base it kind of around the curriculum that Catherine was teaching. So like the major minor axis and stuff, um, emphasizing line weight and all that. So I, I would say, okay, like minor axis is going this way, which way is the major axis going to go? Or where's the major axis going to go? That kind of a thing. And building it out step-by-step step in a methodical process so that she can see it being done properly. And then we'd go back and try and do it in, in the sketchbook. Um, and it was at that point when we were doing that critique or not that critique, but that like session where I realized that not everyone can visualize something in their head and then draw it. Right. Not everyone can visualize something in their head that does not yet exist or does not exist as the sketch that you want it to be and be able to flip it around in their head and like look at it from the underside or side view and everything and understand what all that means and then put it on paper. Cause for whatever reason we ended up, we had a few more appointments together and stuff. We worked together in class and for whatever reason, it just, it just didn't click. And she made the choice to, to leave the program after that, which is fine. That is probably the right choice for her. There's probably something out there that she's, better at than id sketching um but it was it was something that i hadn't really thought of before and now it's um something that i keep in the front of my mind especially when i'm talking to students and not just assuming that well they're here so they're obviously like they 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 know how to do it which is not true you know like people that we went to school with that were like that too. They just couldn't flip stuff around. Yeah. You have to like draw it out in top front side view first and then go into perspective and do it or spend like a bulk of their time planning it out and then being able to sketch it. Right. Um, 
So it was a good learning experience in that respect because that was probably the first time that I was really aware of the fact that, you know, even though we're all in the shared in the same program, we don't all think the same. In fact, yeah, we all think very different. Yeah, um, it's one of the fun things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that takes time too. Like, because again, I remember in first year doing the the cube assignment. Oh yeah, where we had to draw like a cube, and then you know we would. Catherine was like encouraging us, like, "Oh, put like a slot in the cube or something," you know, emboss like sticking out or cut and the corners off the and then rotate them and stuff like that. God. And I remember like, showing like my parents and friends outside of the program, um, explaining the project to them. And they're like, what do you mean drawing cubes? Like that's really easy. And I'm like, all right, so picture a cube in your head. And like most people can picture what a cube looks like. Mm-hmm. If you ask them to like sketch out, everyone's probably going to do like from the same viewpoint. Um, some people might draw like an isometric cube or they just draw like the front and then put the lines out towards the back to make it look 3D. Yeah. Whatever. Picture a cube. Most people can do that. And it's like, all right, without even changing the design of the cube, adding anything into it. Okay. In your head, rotate that 90 degrees in any way. And they're like, what? And like then people can't even try to like picture it. And then you ask them to draw that. And it's just their their brain melts. And it's like, you know, that's just a cube, a plain cube, but like the simplest thing you could draw, you know? Yeah. Now imagine doing that with a car, mm-hmm. you know? And and again, like, like you said, some people just don't have it. And I think that goes back to like, you know, obviously we all have to learn the same skills in and do the same classes in the program. But some people are going to be more cut out for like model making or like graphic design or like presenting and stuff like that, where sketching won't be their strong suit. And that's fine. They might never even do it again for the rest of their life. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, But also there's going to be people that, again, rotating a cube with like a slot in it was hard for us week two. And then a couple of years later and we're doing cars and shoes and chairs and stuff like that you know like soft like soft goods like yeah. shirts and pants and jackets and backpacks and stuff and and that's again where I like the practice comes in like i wish i challenged myself more especially in first year where you know oh, i see on the list that printed out like oh i have to draw you know a soap bottle or whatever soap dispenser bottle or a like a cologne bottle water bottle you know, this, that, blah, blah. I wish I didn't just attempt to draw and be like, okay, done, check off the list. There, I'm done with the sketches this week. Oh, thank God. Like, as if sketching became a chore, like a job. Like, okay, I did the five. Finally, I'm done. I'll do it again for this week. Yeah. And then that was it. And it's like, well, what I should have done is like, A, when I got feedback on the sketch, redrew it many times until I got it right, but also mm-hmm. drew, drew it from different angles yeah you know everything is like the same three-quarter view in almost everybody's sketchbook yeah like i you know i in auto with the car sketches i like the low dog view or the worm view like really low because it looks dramatic for a car it looks badass it looks cool right yeah and that's my favorite view um Mm -hmm. and so that's what i did 
most um, for both front and rear three quarters and side views. That's what I like to do. That's why I think it looks cool. So that's why I chose it. But I think back and I'm like, man, I should have challenged myself and done like way more views. Yeah. Because I see now when, you know, people like St. Wonsayak or people do like that almost like top down, like really elevated, like kind of almost one point perspective side view or like it looks like you're looking down on the car and and it looks so cool. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. way more like impressive. Mm -hmm. But I didn't do as much of that. Now is it impressive because it's more technically difficult from a perspective sense? I think or there's is it that impressive because it because it shows off more of the car. I think yes, to people who like maybe aren't into sketching and design, it's that way. It's more just like you show the car, so it's more information and communicating more information. But from people who like know about sketching, you look at that and you're like, oh my god, how did that guy get it right? Like. You know, how did you, how did you sketch that and make it look right when it's such a weird perspective? Um, but again, that's the thing where I'm like, I could have just started that way back in first year doing, you know, the whole exercise of tumbling the cubes wasn't an exercise on how to draw a cube or a cube with a slot in it or a cube with a mm-hmm. button sticking out of it. It was draw taking an object and rotating it and in 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 3d space and drawing it in different views Mm -hmm. and then i don't think most people (laughs) didn't do that for any other project or any other sketch no no like ever i think i did a little bit of it with the redback project for brp um Mm. but there was a crutch in that in that i had a cad base layer now that's also in in the first semester of fourth year so there's been three years of perspective understanding up to that point yeah so that's i'd say that's in a different context because that's for a client in the sense that like time is money effectively they're not paying the students to do it but you were trying to optimize your output for a client oh you know that's totally viscom is viscom is purely self-indulgent practice yeah and development of your skills yeah totally yeah no for like the, i did the same thing for the one on a project in fourth year i did like because there's a very simple design micro i like car yeah the micro car i did i catted like a rough model um yeah. that's what ken was like he's like because you're just so simple he's like if you're having trouble with the view it's just like if you can like make it on solidworks or something really quickly just a really basic one then just take screenshots of like that model in different views and use as an underlay yeah. to help you. He's like, I, he's like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, you know, and it was genius. It worked, you know, very well. Mm-hmm. I had that experience with the BRP students in the last semester where from the first or second week, I said, if you've got like a second or third, once they had a concept, like a singular yeah. direction, I said, if you have the time, and I would highly recommend you do this, whatever, like just rough massing model, like make a rough massing model of your design, even if it's just a side profile in with like a little bit of contouring on the side. Yeah, and some like like floating wheels. Yeah, and floating wheels. 
get those down and nail it. Now, some students, and there's two ways that this got interpreted. Some students did that and they only did that and they stuck with the same view and the same perspective and basically just redid parts of the same sketch. The same sketch almost took them from week three to week 14. Wow. And it was just tiny little bits changed, which is not the intent. No. The intent is to give yourself a base that is in the proper perspective and detail around that. Um, you know, other students had a SolidWorks model and were able to like, and again, just flip it around and do all these different views and save them as, as images and stuff and use them as a base layer. And that worked for them. Um, but they did it where, you know, they would print off the thing and then sketch over top of that, which that is what I did. Yeah. It was printed out as a base layer, put a sheet over top, draw on that. And at least then you know your your basic fundamentals, the stuff that you shouldn't need to be concerned about. Like the wheels always going to be round. The yeah. wheels are always going to be in these specific points. I don't need to spend more time and energy thinking about that. That's now been taken care of by the base sketch. I can now focus on the styling and the functionality of it, which is the important point mm. to do. So. Yeah, it's interesting that it got misconstrued. Like one was, okay, I now have a template to sketch and it will be the same thing every single time. And we tried to like do different views with the student. And it always just came back to that Mm. same view. So some people are going to take it and use it and um, something not. I have an idea of something maybe ended on. I I'm 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 trying to figure out my head my my take on it my opinion, okay. Which side I side with, but a or I guess that is like um without a doubt that idea of like overlaying stuff whether it's your your overlaying your own sketch overlaying you know for practice like a prof sketch. A CAD model screenshot, whether it's detail or CAD it or um, massing, some analysis sketch, doing using those overlays to help your work is, in my opinion, the best way to learn how to sketch something, and sure. is one of the one of the absolute most important tools and things that I learned in my four years at Humber. It's up there. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Do you think now that's something that definitely I think should be taught more? Like I feel the idea tracing of, almost. Yeah, because it's I, not tracing, but it's no. resketching someone yeah. else's. And sketch. that is like I feel lucky because we got because Bruce was a big supporter big of that, component. and so like we got a lot of that in auto. But I don't know about everyone else. Um, no, I think that should be brought up more. But do you think that's something that should be introduced in like a first year Viscom setting? Or do you think that's something where that gets in the way of like first year where like Catherine or Bruce would want to be telling, like showing the guys like, no, okay, start like doing the construction, mm-hmm. you know, learning the absolute fundamentals to construct something and draw something. Do you think I would get in the way of that? Or do you think it's something that you could implement into first year and like 
try and like, you know, carve that into the students' brains. So they're using mm-hmm. that. Not everyone's going to use it, but from year one. So but by the time you get to like third and fourth year, you're that's more of like a a second nature kind of mindset, yeah. you know. I don't know where I completely mm-hmm. side with because I'm like, I think that's something that'd be really great to start off early. Mm-hmm. So you can master that tool and understand how to use it properly, not just overlay trace a trace a sketch and then hand it in. Like use it, yeah. whether it's CAD or someone else's sketch to practice sketching and get better or to use your own like CAD or sketches as a basis so you don't have to start with a blank page so you can be more efficient, mm-hmm. more accurate, worry about the design rather than just the actual perspective. But then again, I'm like, is that something that would be in the way of like, sh- like should people, should students learn the OG way? <laughs> Not the OG way, but like, you know, the the way without that first you know what I mean? It's tricky because digital has the ability to do that. Like you put an image on a layer beneath it and trace over that. And it could be someone else's sketch. Or it could be a photo. Um, and I think that's very easy to do. The way that I currently approach it, like when I TA, but also how I would do it if I was running the, the class mm-hmm. in and of itself is introduce the idea that you can re-sketch someone's sketch as opposed to tracing it like tracing is not something that i would support it's not something i do support Mm -hmm. but i do support re-sketching someone else's sketch for learning for learning purposes but it's understanding the difference between a trace and re-sketching something yeah but i think to in order to re-sketch uh, let's do the Sangwon Sayuk thing mm-hmm. as an example. You have a photo on 11 by 17 of a Sangwon Sayuk sketch and that is underneath your sheet of paper and you are now attempting to re-sketch his sketch. I think to, for that to be a truly beneficial experience, you've got to have a base that is competent of perspective, line weight, um, and the fundamentals, which is um, like understanding rectilinear square forms, understanding how an ellipse works in perspective and how that changes. Mm. Um, And the whole idea, understanding what two-point perspective is, which is the idea of you have two vanishing points and stuff receding towards those, Mm. creating the illusion that this thing exists in three dimensions. I think you need to have a like a, not an expert level by any means, because I think the re-sketching stuff can be used to enhance mm-hmm. um, a, a, a base fundamental level. But I think doing that in first year would confuse the students and probably teach them bad habits of, not bad habits, but stuff that, there are rules that you can break once you've learned them like the whole idea of tweaking the perspective ideas of or the perspective form of a car to accentuate it and make it more dramatic. There's a kid in the class who loves, who is, you can tell he wants to go into auto Mm -hmm. because anything that comes out of his mouth is car related. 
which is great. It's great to have someone who's that mm-hmm. interested in that. Um, and I remember in years past, like when I was a stu- when I was still a student there, and there was student, um, there were first years who wanted to go into auto, and they're like, "Well, how do you sketch cars?" I'm like, "I don't. I just don't." But if you want to, in conjunction with the sketching that you're doing in class, I said like print off some stuff and sketch over it, but prioritize the basics first. You need to learn the rules in order to break them. I think it's a good thing to introduce in second year. Mm. Um, probably for the third or for the second semester of that year. Um, and I only say that because I feel like there's a big learning curve in the first semester in the sense that your skills get elevated really quickly right? because you're building off the momentum of your first year and you're now applying it to a second year thing and stuff feels more grand than it is in a good way. Um, so that would be my approach is introduce the idea that you can sketch something, you can resketch something and that's different from a trace. Tracing is copying the person's lines mm-hmm. like verbatim, whereas resketching it is understanding how they've used the perspective, but drawing it the way that you would be drawing it. So yeah. stuff's inevitably going to be different. Um, but I think that's something you can really only understand once you know how to sketch in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, that only that that takes time. And some students may get to that point sooner than others as right. well. That's when, that's another thing. It takes some students two, three, four plus years to get to that point. And it takes some of them four months, right? Um, so that that would be me. I wouldn't introduce it. Like I've mentioned it in passing of like, this is something you can do. But again, you need to know the rules before you can break them. Because mm. we've seen it, like we were talking about at the beginning, where you think you know the rules, so you think it's okay to break them. And then that comes and bites you in the ass because you basically become incompetent yeah. for the last eight months of your school career. And then you end up not doing anything related to that once you graduate because your skill set's at a second year base level. Mm. So fair, which is not good, you know? Yeah. That's what I, that would be my personal take. No, that's a good point. I can, I can see that. I can see that. That would, yeah. that would be me. And um, I know you said that would be a good thing to um, finish it up. I have one final thing, but mm. it'll be very quick. I'm just yes, going to write yes. down. What is it? You got to know the rules to break them. That's what I said. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. I'll write like it that. down in the show notes book. Um, uh, last Friday, um, the 13th, which was mm-hmm. kind of terrifying. Uh, dude, I'm not a superstitious person, but I was driving into Humber that day. I'm like, pr- like white knuckling the wheel, like, if there's any day that anything happens, it's going to be today. It's mm-hmm. going to be today. And it wasn't. It worked out well. Um, so BRP announced the 10 finalists that are going to Finland um, for the competition. Yes. So 40, 45 students in all participated from the six schools. Um, and they said that they were going to announce the finalists at 8 a.m. Friday the 13th. So... Catherine set up a Teams call. Um, I got on the Teams call, and some of the other students were there, and we were all just hanging out, having a good time. Um, 
and basically just waiting for this announcement to happen. So we keep refreshing. They have a, they had a BRP put up like a website, like a Google Sites, where you could answer questions and all the information was there. Mm. And they said the video was going to be posted there. So we're refreshing, 8.30, 8.45, 9 o'clock, 9.30, 9.45, nothing. We're like, stay on the team's call, but just turn your mic off, turn your camera off, do whatever. If anyone refreshes the page and the video's there, don't watch it. They said they were going to post a video. Don't watch the video. We'll watch it together. Catherine will share her screen and we'll watch it on her screen. Mm. So finally maybe 10 15 jesus almost two and a quarter hours later um it doesn't even go up on the website i think it was shared to facebook i could be nice. wrong about that no sorry no it was it was the website it was the website the video goes up and i immediately get like a nod in my stomach i'm like i've got nothing to lose here i didn't even participate <laughs> yeah. i didn't even participate but i think it was the anticipation of remembering yeah when i was doing it um and so we got out of the 45 total students we had seven participate um so we had one ninth of the competition and we got two finalists hell yeah again um so ricky is going ricky's in fourth year and carly's going and carly's in third year and carly's in auto as well so very nice Oh, be yes. a good um, representative for the auto stream. I mean, her first semester of auto was BRP, so she hasn't had. Mm. It's been a atypical introduction into it, but so yeah. And I basically have to try and convince because I could go to Finland mm. with the class, and I really want to, but I got an email today basically saying that. Well, you're a part-time staff, so kind of just can't. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're not don't paying. Sorry, tell me how to live my life. They, they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't pay for it anyways. They're they not wouldn't? even paying for Catherine. They're not even paying. Holy for shit! Come on, right? Bro, so Catherine's geez. Catherine's gonna pay her own way to get there. Um, That's and this crazy. is coming from this is coming from a. I'm not gonna say anything. Yes. Um. Good call. But I am going to attempt to go on behalf of Earthscape, not as a paid employee, but go as a representative of Earthscape mm. um, simply to attend. And you can't tell me not to because that's my full-time job. So, And I've got yeah. the vacation time that I can book it off. Fair. Um, so That'd be pretty bad. I don't... Th I think it's 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 looking quite light. Like the the prospects of that happening are pretty slim of mm. me going there, but I would like to. It would be really cool, um, especially when like the the BRP guys that interviewed me way back in the in twenty twenty are there, and they're like, "You, how did you get? <laughs> we rejected you. Yeah, and I still ended up here." How's that? Yeah, you'd be like, um, um, yeah. So uh, why didn't I hear back, bro? Yeah, I emailed you. Twice. I emailed you and uh, never heard back. What is this? Responded. Could have just said thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, she didn't even respond. That's okay. That's water under the bridge. Um, but yeah, so very good. Exciting. Um, 
I think CCS had three students and then there was another school that had two and then the others had one student each. Mm. So, which was really good. Um, I think it's also, it's for what it is. It's important. I think from, from our cohort that, um, like it was a, it was a female, it was predominantly female cohort as well Mm. in the BRP class. Um, which was surprised like the majority four out of the seven. So whatever percentage that is. Um, but I think it's also important from Humber's perspective and a Canadian perspective as well to have, um, like a male and a female as part of the finalists that go. Mm. And it's not just all dudes, which it was last year in like a, what is an arguably predominantly male industry the whole power sport thing and brp is great like i don't know a whole lot about it but they seem to be pretty um uh what's the word aware of the fact that there's a bias i would say or a cultural bias towards one or the other so it's good that um and not to say that that's the only reason that carly got in because her design kicked ass um but it's good that she has that opportunity. Um, yeah, that's great. And I just hope I can go to Finland, man. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty fun, I think. It would. It would. Is it going to happen? Probably not. <laughs> but that's okay. Because the possibility is there, and that's the important part. Um, so, yeah. I figured leave you on that positive note. Um, two finalists in the BRP competition. Very right. And I'm in the video for like half a second. <laughs> there you go which felt which felt really cool um so yeah that uh that'll bring us to the end of this uh podcast experience steven i hope you enjoyed um sound checking this sound check steven and uh you can also send us an email to hide out the process podcast at gmail.com we also have a website www.bigdesigncompany.com and hi at bigdesigncompany.com is the email for that um we'll be getting action on the podcast uh quite soon within the next two to three weeks, I'd say. I'd like to do it before I move um, in the middle of Feb. So maybe we'll chat for a second after this and see um, see what works schedule-wise and figure that out. And uh, yeah, Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? The process pop. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my stroke. God. The process stroke. underscore underscore podcast there we go that's better (sighs) ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening uh we hope you enjoy we hope you appreciate it um use the email it's there for a reason and uh we'll see you on monday peace the process